Hello and welcome to Into the Movieverse, a brand new podcast where we give a deep dive into movies across all genres. We will typically look at a film series, but we'll watch some standalone classics too. This podcast is hosted by me, Tom, and Phil, who can't say hello right now as he isn't here for this intro. We hope you enjoy the show. Now let's get into it. On this first episode, we will have a look at 1999's The Mummy. Yeah, what do you think, Phil? What do you think of the film? Well, I think of the film. Well, yeah. where do I start? Uh, well, you already said reviewing the Mummy, nineteen ninety nine, and uh, who does it star? You ask. It stars none other than Brendan Fraser, who plays the main character Rick O'Connell. Adventurer he is, the Indiana Jones wannabe, followed by. He's other co-stars, Rachel Welsh uh, plays Evelyn Carnahan, John Hanna as Jonathan Carnahan, brother to Evelyn. And then the main guy, bad guy, should I say, Arnold Vaslu as Imhotep. They are your main crew of the film, give or take. So where does this film start? In Egypt, in 1290 BC. But you had no idea what was going on because you didn't have any of the subtitles in your version. <laughs> in the copy that I watched, all the Egyptian, I had no clue. Because why not? So whatever was going on, I had no idea subtitles-wise. So basically what happened in the first sort of opening scene was uh, just the narrator sort of fills us in on what's going on in ancient Egypt. And Imhotep is basically trying to bang the pharaoh's wife. And they try and use some mystical magic stuff to bring them back to life. Um, and then the Imhotep gets caught. And for some reason, they give him some kind of magical burial powers so he can come back when someone reads from a book. But I don't know why they didn't just, you know, just kill him. I don't know. This is sort of like, you know what? You filthy dog, you're going to, you know, have a way with her. So we'll just give you some powers, some immortal powers. But it's yeah. fine. Instead of just killing you, we put you in a, a mummified tomb with some bugs that eat you slowly alive. More punishment than just a clean death, I suppose. Yeah. With some powers. <laughs> yeah, if I had it my way, I would just slit his throat, be done with it. <laughs> throw him in the right. Nile, done. Throw him in the Nile? Yeah. Gosh, what about people? Well, so you just see a slip throat imitate just floating across the river down yeah. the Nile. It's a lot easier. It's basically what they've done is we don't want him to be our problem anymore. It can be someone else's problem when we're all Send gone. him down the river. It's not yeah. our problem. Send him exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the good old days. So then after we've seen all that, we come back to... Uh, what is it, 1923? That is when you see uh, what the what they that like guarding the tomb, or like there's people coming to like arrest them or whatever. Then the narrator yeah, turns so, up. So uh, the narrator turns up. He just pops off screen. Hello. No. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, uh, 
the main hero, as we say. Rick O'Connor is at the tomb of Imhotep and the mummies and whatnot. But the guardians of that, who are guarding it from evil, uh, are attacking Rick and his French Legion soldiers who are trying to say, right, we got here first, this is ours. But instead, yeah. the narrator and his guardians are trying to stop them from basically going inside and messing with the crypt. Yeah. So uh, the soldiers run away because they're like, fuck this, we are not going to die here. Some of them do, but yeah, they run. One, one of them, Benny, who uh, shows up a bit later. <laughs> Benny. Fucking weasel ears. I like Benny. <laughs> <laughs> Benny. So yeah, like most of the soldiers have run away. Rick is like, come on then, I'll take you on. But his uh, magical never-ending pistol bullets. Yeah, He does run out eventually and then throws them at them. Magically has about six guns on him. Yeah, he That's just fun. doesn't ever reload. Just throws them into the <laughs> desert and then just uses more guns. Guns are disposable. Yeah. Not reusable. That's never reload again. He never wants to. No. So yeah, then so, yeah. it goes... Um, three years into the future, um, and then you see whoa, 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 whoa! Three years into the future, yeah, we've got to where uh, Rick's been retreated up against some uh statue, and then the old sand face comes out of the ground, scares everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah, I... that, that creepy sand face that just comes out, freaks him out, and that's how he escapes. Yeah, well, he doesn't really escape because three years later, he's in jail, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. But then you I see. I did not know it was three years later. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's why he's got the George of the Jungle hair in the jail. I did did find it weird that his hair had magically grown really long. Yeah. It's been a couple no, of days. No, no, no subtitles to tell me what year, when, how many years yeah. have passed. No. Yeah. After that sand face in, in the in the floor, I think they get the police or whatever catch him, and then three years later you see him in the prison. After um, is it Evie and her brother? Evie, and yeah. Him. They're sort of sent yeah. to try and find him because he knows obviously where the tomb is. That was Evie's introduction to the film, her and the library. Yeah, it was quite good. I quite like the bookcase part. Um, just making a mess, basically. Yep, perfectly lined up to uh, follow yeah. each other like dominoes. Yeah, <laughs> classic Evie, and a wonderful boss. Yeah, he's. At the start, he's a bit of a dick. Bit of a dick. Yeah, it's quite a dick. It's, it's, it's very like you only work here because your parents gave us the most money of everyone. <laughs> Literally, the only reason why you work here. Not the fact that you're good at reading ancient Egyptian. You can read the maps and all that sort of stuff. You know, helpful stuff. She's only there because her parents paid loads of money. Good old Evie. So what she do? Make a deal with um, the leader of her. Rick's Captures, who is played by none other than British actor Omar Dilly. Dali? I can't pronounce his last name. Omar yeah. Dilly, guy from the adverts in England, if you're abroad. Hmm. Um, Warren Gad Hassan is his character's name. He's a fun fella. Hmm. You know, if he's trying to negotiate, saying, hey, we need this guy. He's like, nah. And then he's like, oh, spend a and the freaky night with me and you can have him. She's like, nah, how about some treasure? Okay, then I'll, I'll take that deal. At that point, Rick, oh yeah, I should say Rick was uh, hanged by the neck 
noosed and uh, accidentally got hanged. But he survived, choking out while she's making a deal. So, took your time. That brings on to a journey back to the pyramid temple where the mummy is held. Imhotep. Yeah, because they're all on the um, on a very badly CGI'd port in Egypt. Pretty awful. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they get on there and you meet all the Americans that are on there. Um, and you find out they're led by Benny, who was uh, at the, the weasel temple. guy from the beginning. Yeah, he was there at the start. Yeah, he's just a bit of a weasel. I quite like him. <laughs> he adds a character to the film, should we say, I think. Yeah. As opposed to the other characters in this film. Yeah, just sort of loyal mm. to the highest bidder. Uh, yeah, like mercenary fights. Like, you've got the gold, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. He's a weasel. Weasel of a man. Yeah. I like him. I don't know why. His moustache. His pencil's tash. Probably. Yeah, it's probably his 90s moustache. Very late 90s moustache. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, then we, on, on. so then we get the, the boat catches on fire because a few mercenaries jump onto the boat. Um, and yeah, there's a bit of a, a shootout. Um, then they all end up in the Nile and going over to separate parts of the banks where Benny miraculously has everything on his side, like the camels, horses, everything. And uh, Brendan Fraser has nothing apart from him, Evie and John Hanna. At no point when this boat was on fire, <laughs> did you see any exits of how the horses got off the boat? Uh, no, I'm just, I guess they just jumped off. <laughs> just magically just jumped through the wall. And yeah, just, just magic horses. Magic horses, magic bullets. It's, it's yeah. got it all. Then you get a very sleepy montage with them on camels trying to get to this tomb, which I quite liked. <laughs> As montages go, I thought it was quite good. For the 90s needs, good old mm. montages. It's where they are now. Uh, so they, they get to the tomb and the American guys are using just the standard like doorway. Um, and Evie's saying we should dig here and they get into a different part of the tomb. And that's where you see where the, the mummy is in his sarcophagus. Like just drops out the ceiling. Just drops out the ceiling. Yeah. So, then you get the, uh, then you get the Beatles um killing um I can't remember his name, the guy that was with them from the jail. Oh Mod. Yeah. He gets Mod. the the little beetle go inside his under his skin and just sort of eats him away and then he just headbutts the wall. <laughs> just that's the only solution. <laughs> the only solution to uh Getting a bug out of your brain is just to go floor it into a rock, just headbutt it. Yeah. And cave your skull in at the same time. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Works for him. Yeah. He did now. Uh, did they find the, the book, Book of Dead, is it called? Yeah, it's the the, uh, the Book of Dead they find with the, because um, they have the, the key for it that they found at the museum. Um, they open it up, give a little read, uh, and then they... Bring him, bring back the mummy, which it sounds like a great idea. Well, they didn't bring him back intentionally. It was an accident. Yeah. Rick and Evelyn are outside, you know, getting romantic. And she's like, oh, you know what? I've got the book, I've got the key. So the quick look at it, opens it up, casually reads it while the American archaeologist says, no, don't read on the book. Um, What's it say? I'm on Amunde. It speaks of the night and of the day. 
By then it's too late when you read a passage of the book, it brings back the mummy, aka Imhotep. Yeah. <laughs> and then he causes havoc because shit goes down basically and he freaks out because he's like, I'm a mummy. Yeah. Chases each other in the tomb and uh, sort of looks at us like, I know you, maybe. I don't know. You look familiar. Uh, and she's screaming. And then all of a sudden, Rick goes, what are you doing? Got to get out of here. Turns around, sees the mummy, scream. The mummy screams at him. He's like, fuck you. Screams back at him. Going, there you are. You could play hide and sneak. Come on, let's get out of here. The, the surprisingly with this, I found the CGI on Imhotep was probably the only decent CGI in the film. And yeah. It, like, it holds up. Yeah, it was reasonably good for a 20 plus old film. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was pleasantly surprised with how well it held up. Like, oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. So at this point, after all of that creepiness exchange, they escape. Yeah, I did they, find it weird yeah. they just leave go back to the city so like all this shit's happening at the tomb they're like right let's just leave and then they just go to a hotel and then brendan's just i'm gonna go and do some shots that's how i'm gonna deal with it yeah fuck this i'm gonna get drunk <laughs> yeah then you get the um water turned into blood is that that's one of the plagues i think when he comes back yeah um, that's right corners the met the, there's american guy with the glasses which he took he took his eyes and his tongue in the tomb he's sort of come back for more and he kind of morphs more into like a human like his, his parts sort of start coming back i do quite like the different effect like the upgrades he gets i quite like the the effects on him or sucking the life out of someone and yeah. taking their skin basically yeah so, sucking the life out of them is i think is the right thing isn't it? yeah yeah and then you find that benny's been uh his little bitch basically and- yeah Brendan has this pretty good chair throw where he throws a chair, a wicker chair at Benny just to apprehend him. He starts roughhousing him. So where is everything? Um, I, I like, you know, you like the chair. I like the fact that Rick's just magically super strong and lifts him up and then holds him up to a ceiling fan. So come yeah, on. Which you can, you can stop a ceiling fan just by putting your hand in the way. It doesn't hurt. They're not really that dangerous. <laughs> uh, but they did not have health and safety back in those days. Yeah, back in 1927, was it? Uh, 26 at this point. 26. 1926. Yeah, probably. Yeah, would have just stopped like a doorstop. Yeah. Mm. So then... um, we also find out at the hotel that Imhotep is scared of cats. Yeah, he goes, on a, and... goes on a bit of a rampage, sucking everyone's like life force out then you find you do find out where the cats is playing there's a cat playing a piano and he doesn't like it um but it doesn't really come into it at all again they not really it, i think yeah, this is just in the hotel one. part and that's it really yeah and it's like oh he ran away yeah he's got a cats cat guardians and egyptians yeah that's the only explanation for that at all. yeah so yeah like they didn't, didn't really like cats oh <laughs> uh, no actually he comes back later the world or something that's it he does get a cat and then he throws a cat at him later on yeah maybe i don't know was it oh that was in the hotel it was in the other part of the hotel yeah but later 
it's in like a different room. So it's like five minutes later, so I don't really class that as bringing it up again. No, that's not. Uh, it's not really a callback. No. So then, then you got the sort of protest of the loyal followers outside, um, which are one of the the plagues as well. And they're just basically trying. Oh, to... isn't isn't there locusts flying around the place and then killing people who won't follow him? Yeah. And then um, was it Enotep gets one of the other American guys and sucks his life force out and then finds another one gets his force and he ends up being completely together again. Basically, yeah. So um, after all of that, he. Uh... Manages to capture Evie yeah. by backing up the, the guys to a corner near a sewer. And he's like, no, yeah, give us the girl and uh, we'll let you go. I will not harm you. Give her the girl. And he's like, turns around, he's like, yeah, fuck him up. And they're like, yeah. you son of a mummy. And then uh, they escape by the sewer. Yeah. And the dickhead who was in charge of the museum gets his uh, hero moment. He just sacrifices himself for everyone else. So almost, though. yeah, almost every expendable character is now dead in this film. I, I didn't see the point of him doing that. He's like, I'll hold him off. There's like 40 people right in front of you. Yeah. So by the time they got down the ladder, he could have easily got down the ladder as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, fuck it, I'll just die. I'll be a hero in these lands. No one will ever know you. Yeah. So then they need to get to the uh, tomb again, the third time in the film they need to get back. Um, and they get help from an old RAF guy they found in the bar called Winston, who it's flies... Havelock. Yeah. yeah, he flies... World fi- One fighter. Yeah, he flies them to the tomb with Brendan in the, in the passenger seat. And then you've got the two guys on the wings. Oh, my favourite cool. bits, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, he asked uh, Jonathan how he's doing, and he's like, do I bloody look all right? Just mm. there, freaking out. And then the uh, narrator dash, Guardian fella, he's on the right-hand side, and he's like, you all right? And he's just smiling. He is so happy. Yeah. He's like, oh, I can't believe I'm flying. <laughs> Fucking flying. He's never flying before. No. Claims he's only been around for like 11 years anyway, I think. And you get the big yeah. sand face. It's sort of where it sort of eats them and then because it's sand they just fly through it don't really understand the sand face if I'm honest yeah the, sand, the really bad CGI yeah. giant sand face just eats them up yeah and then they I think it must have got into the uh, propeller yeah and then they crashed though they conveniently crashed in one spot where the pilot died, our hero, hmm. Winston, um, just seems to be in the little cockpit still. But in his patch of all the sand happens to be quicksand. They yeah, just get dunked, dunked in. Yeah, none of the other plane dis- parts of the plane disappear. It's just literally the no. one that he's in. What I was saying is like, how do you know he's just not knocked out unconscious? They didn't even check him. He's like, yeah, he's dead. Just let him go. He's dead now. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he's had a good life. <laughs> See you later, mate. Yeah, he's been, he's, been in, he's been in this film for about four minutes. Fine. He's got us where we need to get to. Don't worry about it. His job is done. Basically. Yeah. He's got his yeah. paychecks done. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, our hero, Rick and the gang, go back to the tomb they, where it all began to save Evelyn. But Evelyn is in the process of being prepped as a sacrifice by Imhotep to bring back his mistress from the olden days, 1290, where, when, whenever he died. Yeah. Which is uh, <laughs> the, the pharaoh's mistress, wife, lady, yeah. woman. Yeah, her. Um, yeah, he's trying to resurrect her soul into Evie's body. 
with the book of the dead. Yeah, because he has that. the mummified woman laying next to Evie with the weird purple goo stuff. And then that brings her back to life as the mummy, the second mummy. And then um, I think he tries to transfer her consciousness into Evie. I yeah, think that's what that's he's right. trying to do. But it keeps getting interrupted. Oh, yeah. They just keep getting interrupted and they're like, right, I'm going to bring her back and it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Keeps failing. Yeah, you get fucked up. I think, uh, while he's trying to resurrect her, um, he uh, gets mummy five guards up to sort of protect him while he's trying to do the ritual. And yeah. Jonathan's like, distracts him and he's like, come on in, you mummy prick or whatever he does in his British accent. Yeah. I say accent, he is British. Um, he's Scottish, is he? Yeah, he's very thickly Scottish. Yeah, he plays a dumb Englishman quite well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he needs to get the the key. Is it the key or book? He needs to get something off the Imhotep. Yeah, no, they, he needs to get the key. Yeah, because they um they found the book of, I'm guessing it's the book of light. It's like just a solid gold book. With I the it was silver book. Gold, so the silver. Book is... It's fine. It doesn't matter. But um, <laughs> it's another book that they found. It's the sequel to the book of the dead. And they need the key to open that book as well, which is the same key that Imhotep has for the book of dead. So they try and nick that key, basically, to to uh, get the wit- ritual to make um, Imhotep die, basically. Yeah, and they can um, turn the army of dead into their forces. Instead of being chased by them, you can turn them around and take out Imhotep himself. Yeah. yeah, then some of the, there's some, like, best way to describe it, people dressed up as mummies. Um, and they start coming from somewhere. I can't remember why they turn up, but they just sort of start coming out of the ground. And then they start fighting with um, Brendan. Fraser where it's quite it's a good fight but it's quite clearly him just swinging a sword around and then they just add him in later on as in CGI oh yeah he must have looked brilliant doing that just (laughs) swinging it in the air come on then yeah yeah then you get um they defeat all the mummies like the side characters and all all that sort of shit and they end up opening up the book of life whatever that book's called and they read the ritual and this like blue chariot takes away, uh, comes Imhotep's and takes soul. away Imhotep's soul. I think it is, or his immortality. Uh, takes away. That's it. His immortal, his immortal soul is taken from him, and he becomes mortal. And then our hero Rick gives him the fatal stab, and uh, he then looks really confused. That's like I, I just got stabbed. What the yeah. fuck? Um, and then he rapidly rapidly starts decaying into a mummy again. Just yeah. they pull him into that black pool of. Skulls or whatever it is. I don't really know oh, what it the, is. Oh, the, I, I, I think it's like a pool of souls. So pool yeah. those faces. And then well, he didn't look like he was having fun going in there. So well, would you feel like you'd have fun if your soul was taken out of your body and then put into a group of orgy looking faces dragging you back to hell? No, it doesn't sound fun. Nah. <laughs> but then everything um just starts collapsing for some reason um yeah i don't know why it they started collapsing um, i didn't really ex- oh no it's because um i think your favorite character benny was stealing treasure and then ah uh, yeah uh, he was yeah he uh, got greedy he had a whole bag full he had good gold stuff loaded it onto a camel and he's like you know what this is not enough i'm gonna get me some more goes back obviously with a big treasure hole there's a booby trap and he uh actually no he gets more gold and then he can't carry the gold so he rests hey. the gold on the only obviously the obviously either on the wall which uh sets off the temple into being collapsed so they're all like let's get the fuck out of here and then so they're, yeah they're all just running away all these things falling around around them uh benny end up ends up getting stuck in the room with all the gold 
Try to. Hey, come on, come on, come on. Hey, please. Come on, come on. Goodbye, Benny. So he kind of gets what he wants, but he's now stuck forever in that hole. <laughs> stuck forever, and then all those bugs from earlier on in the film come and yeah. uh, eat him alive. Which looks horrendous, <laughs> CGI-wise. Very, uh, very poor. But then again, this CGI. series has got a good history of poor CGI. But the next one coming out. Returns. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, but this one just basically ends with them all getting out and... Uh, the narrator guy said, thanks. And that's the end of the film. <laughs> There's no real kind of wrap up. We, we forgot to mention that um, when Rick, Jonathan and the narrator guy were trying to rescue Edie, the narrator guy got um, attacked by mummies and he was like, I'll say, I'll hold them off in the uh, temple. yeah. I forgot that and, um, disappeared. He uh, holds them off for Rick and Jonathan to get down to Imhotep. But at yeah. no point did they explain that the Guardian fella had um, escaped. He just popped out of nowhere. He's like, I'm not dead. Hello. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Just sort of turns yeah. out and he's like, thank you for destroying everything. And gives him like a little head salute. And then that's the end of the film. <laughs> and, and just disappears again. <laughs> there's no wrap up. There's nothing. There's no like, congratulations, you've done this or anything like that. Just the yeah. end. It's kind of like, um, my job's done here. Thank you very much. I've done yeah. fuck all except punch a couple of zomb- mummies. And uh, you did all the work. Thank you for doing my job so yeah yeah. what did you think about the film in general in general other than the slow slow beginning of the film it was pretty good yeah Yeah. there were some things that could be explained a lot more but it's an action film Brendan Fraser and it's already two hours long (laughs) (laughs) it's also two hours long for a 90s film yeah yeah and yeah it's just like it's a good film I I I enjoyed it the more it got into it and it developed. It was pretty good. It was pretty nostalgic, as I remember watching this as a wee lad yeah. and yourself. And then I was just like, you know what? It holds up. It holds up. What about yourself? Yeah, I did quite enjoy it. Um, I haven't seen it for at least like a decade. So it's been quite a while since I've seen it. Um, yeah, some of the CGI is a bit wonky, but pretty good overall. I did quite enjoy it. Not much else really to say, to be honest. Well, there isn't really much else. That's uh, <laughs> the summary, the synopsis, the the whole story. Yeah. Whether any of you listeners understand the plot that we've summarised for you is a different story. I hope so. Yeah. I've got, I've got some uh, reviews that I found online, courtesy of IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Um, thought I'd read some of them out. If that's the right of you, sure. So, uh, I'm going to call them out as well. So, uh, Bebloza M gave it five stars with the best movie of the world. Um, another five star from Anonymous. How could you not live this? Um, then I've got a couple of one star reviews. One from uh, Zine Manny, who gave it one out of ten, called it mummified crap. Uh, it disappoints me how stupid American audiences can be. If a, if a movie like The Mummy can reach 100 million, it means that cinema has reached its lower level. The film is divided in two parts. The first is boring and uninteresting character development, failed inter- intentions at comedy and drama. The second is pure and simple cinematic grave robbery robbing and not only directed by Gus Van Saint. No new ideas, no new experiences, good visual effects, wasted in pathetic storyline and tedious characters. If it's a horror movie, it is not frightening. If it is an adventure movie, it's not exciting. 
If it's a comedy, it's not funny. If it's dramatic, well, it's pathetic. All the good scenes are in the trailer. Don't see it. It's a waste of time unless you're dumb and controlled by the media like all successful American movies. The Mummy is plain old dumb and totally unoriginal. 0.5 out of 5, even though the rating's out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah, quite a, quite a few people didn't like it, but quite a lot of the reviews are from when it came out. More really? of the po- more of the positive ones are after it came out. It was probably a hit or miss situation. Yeah. There's a Rotten Tomato score. Do you want to know the tomato? Toma- I can't pronounce it. My tomato meter. Yeah. Tomato meter. Splat tomato. It's going to be the splatometer, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 61%, which is pretty good, I think, for, the, for nowadays. That's not bad. Yeah. It's not the worst, not the, not the best. It's not the worst, no. There, there's an audience score they give of 75%, which is a lot better than half the movie scores that are out today. Yeah, yeah it's quite a good score. On audience-wise, anyway. But I imagine the audience one was a bit higher because of the nostalgic factor of the film. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's good. So I've got some trivia for the trivia segment, Ooh, if you've got any as well. So I've got um, the morning after this film released, the director got a phone call from the studio to make another one as quick as he possibly could. I'm pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure the second one came out in 2001, so yes. only only took like two years to make the next film, which I thought was pretty impressive. It take long. Mm. And the only other bit of trivia I managed to find was there's quite a few people offered the role that Brendan eventually got. And it was also offered to Leonardo DiCaprio, um, Stephen Dunham, who I believe is in the film anyway. I can't remember what character he plays. Uh, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Chris O'Donnell, Matt McConaughey and Sylvester Stallone which I think would have made a very different film. <laughs> Stallone was in this. Oh my God. Can you imagine Stallone? What would he, would he be in Rick O'Connell? Yeah. All of those were considered for Rick O'Connell. Oh God, I can just imagine Stallone doing that. Just being like, hey, yo, mummy, you come on. Yeah, whatever no. it does. That would have been I did. I did quite like that Tom Cruise was up for this role, but he did end up getting the role in the seat in like the remake. The remake, yeah, the worst, one of the worst remake in history, apparently. Yeah, we'll get to that at some <laughs> point. <laughs> Stay tuned. I've not, I've not watched it since the cinema, so yeah, it might be a, might be a better rewatch. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Do you, do you want, do you want to know a bit of a fun fact while filming? I'll go on. I'll go on. Uh, the scene where um, Brendan Fraser was being hanged mm. was obviously meant to just safety wire and whatnot, but he actually did hang for real and right. he choked <laughs> and was unconscious for a while. It's very fun, this fact. <laughs> well, maybe it's a grim it's more, fact. More a grim fact. Grim fact. <laughs> You know, you expect to see these scenes that are safe, and then uh, health and safety wasn't considered in that time no. of filming. <laughs> got any more trivia? That's it. That's all I've got. That's it. Can really um, find any trivia that was interesting. <laughs> really, no, the uh, the only other fun fact I found interesting was um the live we've seen at the beginning where Evie knocked all the domino bookcases. Yeah. Was um, done in one take, and yeah. it took a very long, like an entire day, just to clean up and reshoot if they fucked up. So they yeah. were lucky to get that in one take. That was pretty good. To be fair, I would have just taken the first take anyway, regardless. <laughs> first take and splice it together. Yeah. yeah, that would have worked, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. All right, so I think that brings us to the end of this episode.
Hi guys, it's Tom again at the end of the episode. Just thanking you for listening and I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you can join us next time when we look over the sequel, Mummy Returns. If you don't want to miss an episode, you can always subscribe, you can always like, and please give us a review. Five star, that would be great. Uh, Thank you, and we'll see you next time.